Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey everyone, Mesh here. Welcome back to the Talk Money Weekly, where we talk about current business events paired with our newsletter. Today's episode, Shiba Coin Posits Way to the Top. Believe it or not, Shiba Coin has found its way to the top of the dog pile, becoming a top 10 cryptocurrency for doing absolutely nothing. How did this happen? Well, we're going to dive into it right now. So the last couple of weeks have been filled with earnings news, supply chain issues, and of course, the metaverse with Zuckerberg. But we want to switch it up a little bit, and we're going to talk about meme coins. That's right. The meme is back, and this time we see the reemergence of Shiba Coin which is the cryptocurrency that's frankly a joke. And I don't mean that in like a condescending way. It's an actual joke. It's a counter to the rise of Dogecoin, which is the coin that came out earlier in the year that Elon Musk supported. It was another meme coin whose mascot is a Shibu Inu. A bunch of people jumped on board of it. It was supposed to be funny. Now, keep in mind, Shiba is a meme. It's a gamble. It's nothing more. It's a slot machine at a Vegas casino, and it doesn't represent a lot of all the good that's happening in crypto, right? Obviously, there's Bitcoin, there's Ethereum, there's Solana, there's projects that are trying to save this and that. This one simply uh, a group of folks were like, let's make a joke and we'll throw this out into the world and see if we can make a bunch of money. But just like GameStop was for the stock market, we'll have these overblown, get-rich-quick gambles that take over the narrative. In this case, it's Shiba. So why is it rising? Well, why do any of these things rise? I think a lot of it comes down to there's an army of fans that are backing this thing. They jump on a bandwagon, and they get very excited about it. They continue to buy it. They try to push it. And apparently, a lot of them were petitioning on change.org to get Robinhood to listen on their platform. In which case, if you get it listed on Robinhood or if Coinbase listed it, which they probably would never do, it would then continue to surge again because now it's just easier to buy. And it helps people get rich overnight. And I'm not saying that this is actually something you shouldn't do. I think we've gone to the point where if you own Dogecoin, if you bought GameStop, if you bought Shiba, you made a little bit of money. Maybe you didn't, but a lot of people made money. And so one could actually say that it's not a terrible idea to take a little bit of money and gamble with it. Realize I've used the word gambling, and I'm not encouraging anyone to do this, but I'm saying it's the equivalent of like me walking into the Venetian or fucking Harris Casino in Vegas, throwing 10 bucks on the table and praying to God it hits black and I double my money and now I'm a genius. And I think it's the same thing like that, where once when you think of cryptocurrency as a super, super risky bet, like you shouldn't bet more than one to 5% of your overall portfolio in Bitcoin, now Bitcoin is the safer bet and a meme stock or a meme coin is just like, okay, let me just throw a couple pennies here and see what happens. And I'm not going to say that this is dumb. I think in the past I might have said that, but people are clearly getting rich off this shit, and it's not dumb. Getting rich overnight is not a dumb thing. I think for a lot of people it's an amazing lucky thing, especially if they can pull it off. But I wouldn't bet my life on it, and I wouldn't be buying Shiba just because everybody else is. I would be simply looking at it like it is. It's a gamble. And so maybe if you want to, 
You look at it like, okay, maybe I'll throw a little, a couple bucks on a Shiba or a Doge, knowing that it can not only go to zero, but like it is just a joke. And don't get overly excited about it. Don't get overly invested in it. And so I think where we are in the world of crypto is that what crypto used to be seen as a super risky asset, which by all means it still is, now you've got it split between the Bitcoins and Ethereums or the blue chip of crypto, and then you've got these like penny stocks which are like being shilled by, you know, your your wolf of Wall Streets, which is the equivalent of like a Dogecoin or a Shiba coin. And so you treat it that way. So either you don't touch it or you buy it like a lottery ticket, again, a slot machine, and see what happens. And so I'm sure maybe you've seen Shiba trending, but one of the main reasons that it's gotten a lot of attention was that there is this overnight crazy getting rich story of this one person who bought $8,000 worth of Shiba last August and now it's worth over $5 billion on paper. Now keep that in mind. It's worth $5 billion on paper. But this also brings up another issue. And the issue that I saw that a lot of people were commenting on Twitter was that the government has these rules for whether people can invest in certain things or not, like, i.e., they can't invest in startups or VC funds because of accreditation laws because they want to protect people. But they don't keep us from investing in things like Shiba or crypto or GameStop or options or lottery tickets or taking on student debt or going to Vegas and gambling or betting on, you know, dog racing down a track or horse racing down a track. So what do these accreditation laws mean? It basically means that the SEC says that to be an accredited investor, you have to be making $200,000 a year for the last two years, or you have to have a net worth of a million or in some cases, you're a qualified purchaser, which means that you have to have a net worth of $5 million. And they put all these restrictions in place because they're trying to protect you. So these accreditation laws, it's basically the SEC saying you have to have a certain amount of net worth or earnings to be able to invest in things like a tech startup, which could be the next Uber, the next Facebook. But when you put those restrictions on people and you're saying that, hey, you have to have a certain amount of money to invest in this, if those people can't invest in things like a tech startup or a VC fund, they're going to look elsewhere to put their money in things that could potentially make them exponential returns, i.e. they're buying something like Shiba, right? And this was actually an interesting argument that I saw on a lot of Twitter threads was that they really need to start looking at these accreditation laws and rethinking about them. They're saying that they're protecting people, but they're really not. They're just causing people to go somewhere else to potentially make these gambles. And I think what happens then is that obviously people see the Sheba thing exploding up to the upside. And you are like, oh, my God, I could get rich, too. And they start piling their money in. But here's another factor to think about. Liquidity. The idea that someone, and in this case, the story of the person that invested $8,000 that is now $5 billion of Shiba is going to be able to sell that and get liquidity and have $5 billion of dollars like cash is pretty ludicrous because there's not enough volume. The chances of this person being able to sell $5 billion with the Shiba at that market price is very, very low, meaning there's low volume in the stock. There's not enough buyers who want it at that price. And essentially what happens is if he's trying to offload or she's trying to offload that much Shiba, the price will crash. And the price will crash because they can't get the right price. The price keeps going lower and lower and lower and lower to the point that they can offload that many Shiba coins. And so, so I read somewhere that, okay, 5 billion would be impossible, but it could be as low as 100 million, which would be the liquidity that they could get. Now, that's still a pretty good return. 
$8,000 becoming $100 million. That is pretty fantastic. Again, with all these types of coins, these meme coins, etc., liquidity is always an issue. This happened in 2017 during the crypto winter when all these ICOs, these initial coin offerings where a lot of these coins were offered to the public and people were just like shilling out, trying to do money grabs. These coins were worth a hell of a lot of money, but there was absolutely no liquidity in the market and people couldn't sell them. I mean, I had friends who were worth millions of dollars on paper, but they couldn't get any liquidity and eventually the price crashes, they can't get their money out and boom. And so when you're looking at these things, you have to look about what are the ones that are going to last the longest? What are the ones that people are really excited about? What are the ones that have volume and liquidity? Obviously, something like Bitcoin, if you wanted to sell a billion dollars of Bitcoin, you could do that. I mean, the, the market is there for that. Now, granted, 8000 to $100 million is still a shit ton of money, but liquidity plays a major factor. You have to start thinking in terms of, hey, I'm rich on paper, and until I get this gain and I've got the cash in my pocket, I'm not rich. It's equivalent of like you could be sitting on a house and you're like, well, the house is worth $5 million. The house is only worth $5 million if someone pays you $5 million for the house. So in terms of liquidity, a good analogy, it's like owning a $5 billion house in Montana. And so the house might be worth $5 billion on paper, but you need to convince someone to come to Montana, move to some isolated part of the country, and pay you $5 billion to exchange that house. And the chances of that happening are probably pretty low, especially if you're dying to sell that house. If you're dying to sell that house and that person knows it, good luck. And that's what's happening with Shiba right now, or that's probably what we're going to see if we see a massive unloading of the coins. That said, the crowd is really passionate about Shiba for whatever reason, you know, again, bandwagon or community or whatever you want to call it. And they went on Twitter and they went to ask Elon Musk, the person who once said something about Dogecoin to make the price pop off. And they asked him, hey, Elon, do you own Shiba? Which Elon responded, no, I don't. And you saw the price drop a little bit, but it you know, found some balance. And so Elon Musk is essentially a crypto kingmaker, a stock kingmaker. I mean, this guy can go out there and move markets and he's been doing so because he's so engaged in the community. It's not like he throws a couple tweets here and there. He's like responding to random people's tweets. He's tweeting all the time. He's very open. He's not scared about being just, hey, I'm like one with the people, even though now he's actually the richest man in the world. But there is some type of connection that people have with him. Honestly, everyone should take some note of the playbook that this guy's made because he's more connected with folks than like most of these people are because they're so disconnected to them. I mean, imagine if like Zuck, maybe if he had better people skills, was engaging with people on Twitter and like responding to folks and like talking with people. It just probably would result in people being more fanboys or more fan people of Zuck, which they're not. And they're not really fans of Bezos and they're not really fans of some of these other leaders, but they are fans of Elon Musk. And so speaking of Elon Musk, he's had a tremendous month. Tesla is now over a trillion dollar company, surpassing Facebook. The company reported super strong earnings, a mix of strong sales in Europe and the US, even amidst all the supply chain issues. And they also did a really large deal with Hertz, the car rental company, which is for 100,000 vehicles, which I believe is worth over $3 billion in Tesla Model 3s. And then on top of that, he has another big weekend. Elon was trending again on Twitter because he responded to an article where a UN director said 2% of Musk's wealth could solve world hunger. 
To which Musk responded, if the World Food Program can describe this on a Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion would solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. But it must be open source accounting so the public sees precisely how the money is spent. To which the director wrote, we never said that in this way. We actually meant this. We meant that. And he went into like this crazy detail of what he meant, which honestly was a missed opportunity because on Twitter, you want to play that banter. You want to play it to the public. When you actually looked at the responses to the director, he didn't get much attention. Everyone was responding to what Musk said. And so in this case, it would have been a perfect example if the director said something like, you got it, Elon. We'll do this together. Let's get on a call. Or yeah, we're working on it. We'll get this out immediately. Because honestly, look, if you can do it, I'm sure the guy would actually sell $6 billion worth of Tesla stock and give it to them. And I think, again, this is why I think Musk continues to win. Why Tesla's also valued at where it's valued is because people genuinely like the guy or appreciate at least that he's out there engaging with the community and engaging with the public. So I guess this kind of brings us back to Sheba in the case of Sheba is a community and it's a community of people that are willing to support this thing to God knows what. But again, just like with everything in these cases, you have to be super careful. You have to treat it like a gamble. And I'm not going to hate on it. I think we got to stop hating on these people getting rich overnight. This is now a strategy and it seems to work for some people. You just have to know where you are in the cycle. Are you jumping on the bandwagon too late or are you part of the momentum? And either way, just understand where you're at and play the game. And I think it's just really interesting to watch. I'm, I'm very curious to see what the next meme coin or meme stock is. All right, that's it for this week. Make sure that you tune in next week and make sure that you're subscribed to the newsletter, thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Until next time. <laughs>